Hello all sentient beings and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode where we talk all news, comics, and media related to the... On this free comic book day episode of Transmissions Alt Mode, we meet up with John Barber and Alex Milne as we talk about their latest project, Transformers Unicron. We review free comic book day's Transformers Unicron issue zero, and we share our thoughts on what might be next for IDW and the Transformers. Today is May 5th, 2018, and this is a special free comic book day episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that has summoned you here for a purpose. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Yusuf, better known as Yoshi. Yo! Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how you doing? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hello. Let's talk Transformers. All right, so uh, this is a very special podcast. This is... Our special Unicron Free Comic Book Day podcast. If you're if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we want to give you a tiny intro to who we are, and uh, and then we'll get right into the good stuff because we have gotten a chance to sit down with some very interesting people and who work on Transformers comics. But uh, we're a podcast, a Transformers focused podcast. We've been going for about uh, almost five years now. We've talk a lot about toys and Transformers comics and other media as well. We do two shows every week that talks about what's going on in the world of Transformers. So I'm Charles, Big C, as I said in the intro, been a fan since the 80s. I'm an old man now, but still love Transformers, still a kid at heart. Who do I have with me? Uh, hey, I'm Daryl, uh, Cybertronian Beast. I'm basically the, the show's toy guy, reluctantly. Uh, the toy guy, but I, I do collect the most stuff. And uh, uh, I used to do some v- video reviews on YouTube, but uh, you know, with the podcast and, and, you know, life, things got a little bit hectic. So I, I, I stopped doing the uh, the v- YouTube reviews, but uh, the podcast has been a lot more fun. So uh, I, I really enjoy doing, uh, doing the podcast with these, these fellas here. All right. I'm Jeremy. I, Enjoy walks on the beach. Oh, sorry, different podcast. I am just kind of an all-around Transformer fan since the '80s, and I like the toys, but obviously not as much as Daryl. Uh, I'm more into the TV shows, the comics, sometimes the movies, maybe <laughs> not the recent ones, but um, yeah, it's just the the podcast has been a blast, and not so good for my wallet, but you know. I mean, good for enjoyment and getting to meet these guys. It's been great. And uh, I'm Yoshi. I am the G1 purist on the show. And over the course of the, uh, what, five years now that we've been doing this, uh, uh, these guys have done a great job with their encyclopedic knowledge of Transformers, of educating me on everything that's happened since the 80s. And they continue to do so. I like to think of myself as as the newbie. Uh, anybody that's just getting into Transformers, I'm going to be the one that asks the questions that makes them look stupid because uh, uh, I'm just so ingrained in G1 that uh, uh, I, I feel like every episode I'm learning something new about the current state of Transformers. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, that's it, Charles. All right. So if you do like what you hear when you when you finish listening to this episode, we've got lots more shows to listen to. So if you go to our website, 
www.transmissionspodcast.com slash subscribe. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the major services, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, lots of places. And you can just down or you can just download the audio file straight from the website. So there's lots of ways to to listen if you're interested. So you didn't come here just to hear us ramble. You came here to listen to the creative team behind the Unicron Free Comic Book Day comic. So Unicron number zero is coming out today, Free Comic Book Day. And we got to talk with the writer, John Barber, and the artist, Alex Milne, on that comic. And we had a really good chat with them. It was really fun. So you'll get to hear everything they talked about. Then we'll do a review of Unicron number zero, and we'll give you all our thoughts on that comic. Uh, And then we're going to wrap up with uh, our speculation for what's going to be the future of Transformers comics in IDW, because this Unicron series represents the end of the uh, entire IDW Transformers continuity. And uh, but IDW is still going to make Transformers comics. So we have to there's going to be something afterwards. Right. So we'll have to figure out what that is. One other thing just want to mention is that uh, as you're reading, if you have Unicron number zero in your hands, try and read the book first before you you listen to the the later in the show. We'll mention when there's spoilers coming up. Uh, But one thing I do want to say is uh, depending on when the regular Optimus Prime series is out, you might not want to read the writer's guide at the very back of the Unicron comic. There are some Pretty big spoilers there for the the main Optimus Prime series that IDW currently publishes. So depending on whether the right issues have come out yet, you might not want to uh, to spoil yourself on in that the, about the last paragraph of that writer's guide has a has a major revelation. So and it's really hard to to give someone a warning without giving the actual spoiler. Like if X hasn't happened, don't read it. But how how do you? know if it's happened or not when you don't know exactly what it's to look out for (laughs) yep all right so let's move on and talk to john barber and alex milne we're privileged to welcome the creative team behind the final idw g1 transformers story unicron alex milne is a veteran transformers comics artist best known for his artwork on the critically acclaimed transformers more than meets the eye series and more recently, the ROM vs. Transformers miniseries. Alex's art has been a fan favorite for years and was a huge factor in More Than Meets the Eye's success. John Barber has been a regular writer on Transformers comics since the Transformers Robots in Disguise series and continuing with the follow-on and currently running series, Optimus Prime. He also co-wrote ROM vs. Transformers, which was the first time John and Alex had worked together on a comic. John also served as the editor for all the Transformers books from 2012 to 2016 and is the reason the Transformers books now feel like they are in a coherent, ongoing universe. Thank you both for joining us today to talk about the beginning of the end. Hey, thanks for having us. That wasn't our first comic, though. Uh, that wasn't the oh, first time it? we worked together. Oh. Yeah. Our first yeah. comic was a pack comic for some movie toys. That's right. I can't remember which one, because uh, you did like two, right? I did three. I did Jazz, Starscream, and RC. I forgot you did Jazz. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I knew it was our stream. Our, uh, yeah. I can't remember what order they got done in. <laughs> oh, oh, well, well. <laughs> you learn something new every day, but I, I hadn't bought, bought any of the movie toys, so I guess that's why I, I missed that one. It, it's always good to start off with Charles being correct. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> 
I enjoy those times. <laughs> All right. Well, well let, let, let's get into the interview because we're here to talk about Unicron and he's a big guy. So it's a, it's a big topic. So, yeah. So I, I want to start off, Alex, how did you approach redesigning the iconic planet sized robot? Well, I didn't redesign all of him. Uh, the planet mode had already been shown off in some promo art, and uh, IDW wanted me to keep it c- close or similar to that. So that was what I had to go off of, and I just came up with a robot mode based off of that planet mode. Um, he's all he's covered in tons of different parts like different chunks of planet that he's eaten and digested some of it is turned to fuel some of it is creates his outer shell so i had to incorporate that into the robot design okay basically i I wanted to keep a lot of aspects similar to the g1 version of unicron because i like that one so much but i also like uh the transformers prime unicron and i wanted to figure out a way of of making the the large planet pincers uh, not the shoulders, so I have them sticking. They're like big pieces of armor that come up across the front of his chest, and the mouth is still like the the maw is still in the center of the chest. And I figured that um, he could use that to consume planets even in robot mode. So that's so that's why he looks like that. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's that, that's doubly menacing. So, I, I mean, I, I also saw the the image that uh, that IDW's released where you show Unicron in robot mode, and he's so huge that he can hold the Earth in the palm of his hand. So he's he's getting much bigger than I remember him in uh, in Transformers the movie. That's just because you remember him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> As we proved at the beginning of the show, I get things wrong sometimes. So, <laughs> what he's had what John like twenty years to eat his Wheaties and grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's eaten a few planets in between. The uh, yeah, the more the more planets he eats, the bigger he gets. So when we, uh, you know, by the time we 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 see him, he's he's not just the size of Cybertron. He's you know seven times the size of Cybertron or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he's big. <laughs> And uh, John, so now that we're we're coming to the the end game here, was when when they started the um, the Hasbro universe the, and, and expanded the Transformers universe. Uh, I guess this was two years ago or a year and a half ago. Was Unicron always planned to be the end game at that time? At that point, no. I mean, Unicron, something we talked about forever. Um, we we came real. James and I came really close to. To, to to wanting to bring in Unicron at the end of Dark Cybertron, um, but we just like we didn't have a story to go along with it. We actually wrote a page that that teased that Unicron it, it existed, um, but we didn't we didn't like, neither of us were ready to kind of to get to that story or or figure out where where that was going to go. Um, it would just be kind of a dangling plot thread for for a long time. So we we didn't we didn't do that. Um, you know, so it's always been something in the in our minds. You know, it's come up a couple times. You know, when we wanted to do it or what we wanted to do with it. Uh, but no, it wasn't. I mean, that wasn't the original plan. But um, you know, that is sort of for, from from my point of view, way back in. I mean, this is probably in the 
late 30s of Transformers or Robots in Disguise. I don't remember. I think it was Transformers by then, but uh, of, of that comic. When I kind of came up with the idea of uh, All Hail Optimus, it was kind of like, okay, well, if that happens, then you know the, the next story is going to be the like Earth you know, response to it. And that basically became Revolution when we decided to go with the Hasbro universe. Um, but, uh, you know, following up from that, you know, there's kind of, okay, here's what, here's what the next story is. And then if that happens and this happens and this happens, um, and I kind of realized, well, that's like, that's the end of what I want to do. That's the end of my story. So I, I remember calling, I called James, I think I talked to Carlos first, you know, the, uh, Carlos Guzman, the, the editor mm-hmm. on, the, on the comic at the time. Uh, so I think I talked to him first and I called James and I, I called Marigreed and eventually I called, um, you know, uh, Michael Kelly at Hasbro and kind of told him all the same thing. When I, when I told James, he was like, oh, you know, I've kind of got to. Like I've gotten into too. I don't think we really knew if they were going to sync up or anything, you know, because I was like, I'm not trying to get you to quit. You know, like, like I'm just like, I think this is, you want know, to get to the end of the story. This is where, where we want to go. And then, or this is, this is when I want to go. I mean, like go as in leave. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, some time ago, several, many months ago now, I don't remember exactly when the idea kind of came together with IDW to do, do Unicron. Um, and kind of end everything all at once. And yeah, those did kind of all fit together. So <laughs> that's kind of where it came from. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and I mentioned in the intro, you guys had more recently worked together on ROM versus Transformers. And it feels like this Unicron collaboration is a natural follow-on, a spiritual successor to that miniseries. Would, would it be fair to say that? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, Alex, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so far, I'm having as much fun with it as I did with ROM versus Transformers. So, That's cool. yeah. Yeah, like, there's uh, some interesting stuff that happens. We got ROM, ROMs in it, so. That's <laughs> true. Are y'all working on it the same way? Because I know, Alex, you had a lot more um, in- input into, like, the panel layout and, and stuff with ROM versus Transformers. Um, not this time, uh, John's writing full script. There's just so many characters and so much dialogue that needs to be shown to me that it's better to write it in full script. I think, um, just keeps me from, I don't know, missing out on something that could be important. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like I always feel, well, I mean, I feel like this with anybody, but I think kind of like, especially Alex, just kind of seeing the way. Kind of seeing the way you, you, what you did with the ROM Transformers. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always open. I mean, it's not like I would ever get mad if you did something that I wrote, you know, four panels and you did it, in a, you know, the 11 that you were doing on ROM Transformers or or the other way around. You know what I mean? Like, I, I trust your storytelling, you know, instincts and stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm always, you know, I, 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 hopefully they went without saying, but I'm always happy if you want to break, you know, break it up differently. <laughs> I think part of it also, like it, it, Hasbro, I think, well, I don't know. It, it, when we launched into the free comic book day, there was kind of an early draft of that script that was, it wasn't really the same story that um, they, they came in when Alex, by the time Alex is on, but I, 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 we had to start that so early. I, I think the first draft of it, I might not have known who was going to draw it even, or we might've gotten started on it. And then by the time I finished it, we knew, but the second draft, I definitely knew it was you. Uh, and that was significantly different. Um, I mean, I don't know. Did you even see the first draft, Alex? Um, when I got the script, I I was going away to a convention, so I printed it out, and it printed both scripts <laughs> oh, like t- together. Changes. So, like everything yeah. that was redacted was 
had a line through it, but I got to see what the original script was and what the the new script was, and I was just like, (laughs) "Oh, I could have drawn them." I was just like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." That was kind of yeah. Maybe I didn't know you were going to do because they would make make sense to those characters in there. Uh, So long ago now it seems, Um, but. uh, uh yeah 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 no there's uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff changed i think for the better i think it's a better it's definitely a better script um <laughs> i think it turned out really nice that sounds like something uh some fans might like to buy at a convention or something um yeah there you go i think some some of that stuff was kind of kind of makes it makes its way into some of these some other issues though so it's not quite as exciting some stuff just kind of got moved around <laughs> It was sort of sort of when characters made their introductions uh, got changed around and who we were following. Because um, yeah, originally we weren't, I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess this isn't like a big secret. I think originally we were we were following uh, some some other characters who will show up in an, l- later on, uh, rather than uh, uh, Optimus, uh, RC, Bumblebee, and and um, uh, in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it really didn't it didn't make a lot of sense to start off that way. And it, it made much more sense to have those characters kind of being in the forefront. Um, so we'll see, we'll see some of that stuff actually happening, I think in the Optimus prime series, and then some of it'll, um, filter back into, to Unicron as it goes on, just so the characters coming in a little bit later in the series. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, just a couple more questions before we get into some spoiler territory. I, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, Unicron of course has a, has a well-known history going back to, to Transformers, the movie. So I was curious do you have a good reason for him to transform and is he going to get some minions to, to help him out? Um, well, yeah, Alex, you want to feel that one? Yes. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so now, yeah, we, so we, we were lucky enough to, to convince IDW to let us read the issue a little bit early. So this, this is coming out on free comic book day. So everyone listening, you should already have the comic. If you haven't read it yet, I would suggest you go and read it now because we are going to spoil stuff from the first issue of uh, or the zeroth issue of Unicron. Uh, so uh, I wanted to just just talk about. Um, uh, I mean, so we talk, already talked about Unicron getting a redesign, but we also have an, another character here, Bumblebee, who uh, I mean, so he has a. We know he's he's in a kind of a limbo state. He's on the on track for coming back into the series but here uh in unicron number zero he's already returned so he's back he's back to form he's back in the universe with all his friends and he's he's got a prominent role here uh and so i wanted to ask is he a big part of this final series because bumblebee has been kind of off the table for a long time uh with you know except for being starstream's uh jimmy cricket for a little while but uh, but now we've got Bumblebee back, uh, uh, you know, so is, is he going to be a big part of this last series? Maybe everybody's hallucinating now, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe they all just think they're seeing Bumblebee. Uh, but, you know, if everybody's hallucinated, is there any difference between that and being alive? Maybe that maybe that's all life is, is a collective decision that, that you exist. Um, yeah, he's going to play a big role. I mean, uh, um, like that's a, definitely a, a case where, you know, full, uh, like the, 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 uh, the twist we, we alluded to earlier, um, the, like that will have played out in Optimus Prime before you get that, the free comic book day thing. Like that's, that's barring something really horrible happening because we, uh, we were very careful about that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, other than sending you the, the, the PDF, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, um, it, it, it's, it's my own fault. I asked for this, so you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I should have, I should have <laughs> asked to leave, leave that out or something. But uh, uh, no, but the but the, um, the Bumblebee thing. We're, the free comic book day issues ahead of the story on that. Um, I think by the time free comic book day hits. Well, we'll be a little closer to that, but uh, yeah, like uh, um, yeah, Bumblebee is going to play a big role. Um, by the time Unicron One comes out, like it'll be everything will be synced back up, and we'll we'll see where it is. This is sort of you know, if you're reading all the Transformers books and you're picking up Unicron Zero, it's sort of a window into a couple months in the future, uh, both in terms of both in terms of our months and the the Transformers months. Yeah, so yeah, Bumblebee plays a big role. That's the that's the answer to your question. Yes. It made me smile to hear or to see Bumblebee say hokey smokes. Ah, yeah. Hey, see Alex. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just didn't get it. You need to watch more Bullwinkle. Exactly. I just can't stand that cartoon. Really? <laughs> I don't mind it, but it's just I never really caught on up here. Well, I, I appreciated Bumblebee's uh, line that he borrowed from Spike in the movie when, of course, without 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 the expletive. But uh. yeah, it is sort of funny where there's the one point where he couldn't say something they said in a, ostensibly a kid's movie from 1985. <laughs> Alex, it, it definitely looks like you put a lot of work into to capturing the, the scale of Unicron coming in and uh attacking Elonia, uh, Rom's homeworld. And it, it, it looks like this comic took like more effort than usual. I mean, you, we know you, you were a stickler and have a lot of attention to detail. So how, how much, how much, uh, how much pain did you go through to, to give us these beautiful images? Um, it's just a Tuesday, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going through uh, extensive uh, psychotherapy. Um, <laughs> I had five nervous breakdowns. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm actually here anymore. No, it, it was a, it was a challenge, but um, I was up to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, um, getting the scale right was important to me. Um, the hardest thing is trying to uh, show off parts like you need to have like the the soul star knights flying towards unicron but they're so tiny they're only people and like humanoid like height and uh, unicron's a planet a bigger planet than rom's homeworld so how do you do that and it's all a matter of perspective you put them in They'll still look small, but they're in the extreme foreground compared to Unicron, which is in the extreme background. But since he's so big, you're even the extreme background. He's going to fill up the page, but um, the characters will look smaller. But they're if you got them up to there's there's a shot where you see Rom and Livia flying over the surface of Unicron, and you get more. Uh, sense of how big he actually is because you know, there's giant chunks of digested planet on him that they're flying over. Yeah, it, it gave me the feeling of like uh, the the trench run on the Death Star. It's uh, you know in terms of the the scale of the the characters to the the surface of the planet. 
Yeah, I mean, I do feel like an absolute jerk writing in a script something like, I mean, that'd, that'd be like writing, you know, Superman flies over planet Earth, you know, like deal with that. You know, what does that mean? You know, like, how do you, uh, like that scale is, is uh, uh, horrific, but you did an amazing job on it, Alex. I wouldn't have mind Superman flying over planet Earth because Superman is easy to, well, it's not easy to draw. <laughs> Getting him to look right is a pain in the butt. He's got like such a defined chin and hairstyle, <laughs> but um, he doesn't have robots flying. He's not, he's not like boxes and gears and yeah. it's not like Optimus Prime and everything. So <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I like, I like more what, what we uncovered in uh, the attack later on. There's a mm-hmm. interesting page coming up. <laughs> Oh yeah, with the uh, are you referring to the Titan? Yeah, buried underground. That was the most fun I had. Was that page? Uh, cool drawing, drawing that face embedded in the in the rock there. Yeah, I can't believe like, I can't believe you made sense of the nonsense I wrote on that page, and not only did that, but made it into like such a great page that really shows the scale. You know, because that, that is another one. Like that's a the scale on that is so bizarre and and weird, and you've got up a, a giant planet attacking another planet buried underground is a city that's a person uh and coming toward the city are 20 foot tall people with a six foot tall person or you know what are they 30 feet tall i mean that's crazy and you get you had and and you uh looks so beautiful mm-hmm. and then one of them picks up a rock there's a rock in that page uh sorry alex <laughs> no, that's not a big deal to me <laughs> You guys have worked together for a while now, so you've probably got a good rhythm between each other. But how do you? How did you originally figure out, like John, how much detail to put in the description of a page, so as to make sure Alex had enough information to go off, or you weren't giving him too much to drive him insane? Like at some point there, you have to you have to release creative control and let him have fun, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like I, I mean, I've known Alex. For many years, you know, I mean, like we've been like I, I was editing more than meets the eye for for a very long time. Um, so I, I, I you know, I, I you know, talk to Alex, uh, you know, every once in a while. Um, you know, I, I mean, I talk to him on email all the time. But talk, you know, like a, you know, on the phone every once in a while. So I kind of had a, a a feeling for where he would really maybe want to stretch out. You know, but the other, I mean. I'd seen Alex coming in with ideas, um, and I, you know, I remember talking to Chris uh, Gage, who uh, who co-wrote Transformers Rom, or Rom Transformers, whatever. I don't, I don't know the names of any of these comics, um, but he, um, you know, I remember, you know, like, like telling him we just we should really give Alex some some room, and like early on, um, there's like a uh, a page where you get to a a, a space station. And I think in the script I, I'd said something like. Um, uh, you know, there's like maybe 50 people on board and then Alex, you know, sent this email back and he's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's, you know, a station that size would have to have at least 150 people because you'd be on, you know, eight hour shifts. So you wouldn't like, you wouldn't have some, you'd have to have somebody on duty at all times. And it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you're absolutely right. And Alex is thinking this stuff through so well. And the, the like the planet that uh, Rom transformers took place on was, like Alex sent this email with these ideas for the ecology of it. And it was just like, Oh, that's, you know, that's fantastic. So the more room I could, we could give him, I mean, the better, um, you know, it was definitely a lot of, 
the, um, the ROM Transformers especially was really spare where it was just kind of like, here's, here's a, here's a, I mean, I was trying to be spare. You're just kind of like, here's a, um, you're on a, a mining planet somewhere and, and, you know, go for it make it really cool. You know, uh, and I, some artists would not like that. You know what I mean? There's some people that would just like, you know, why aren't you doing your job? I was hoping and kind of banking on Alex liking that. Cause I, I think, I mean, well, he's here, so he can speak to that. But like, uh, um, yeah, the, I, I think he likes designing that stuff. And just the more, like, I, I almost, I very rarely ever call shots, you know, of like, you know, what, what, what camera angle or what positioning of the camera there is. Cause I, I definitely think that's, um, you know, part of the, you know, part of the collaboration and part of the thing that the artist, you know, does. Um, because yeah, I mean, you can make up all these shots in your head on the page, but or on the on the on the script page, but whether or not it actually actually works on a drawn page, you know, that's that's a different story. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't I don't like locking people into, um, you know, it, 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 into some sort of thing. Sometimes I'll call a shot just if I don't if I think I'm sound like I'm describing something impossible, but in my, you know, but 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 I, but I can think of a way to do it. Uh, but I don't really you know mind if that's the way it gets done. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The more the more space I can give Alex, the better. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know. What do you think, Alex? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, with ROM versus Transformers, that was like I was a kid in a candy store. <laughs> that was that was like Christmas to me. Um, I'd been working with James Roberts for so long, and he's very um, rigid in what how he outlines his scripts and how he wants things to do. And we, we've had a few arguments about how doors work. That's the real, that is the real reason why John left as an editor. I, I'm just letting everybody know now he's got sick of our emails about how doors work on spaceships. Um, uh, there was, there, there were more arguments about how doors work in that comic than the zero times that's happened anywhere else in my comic book career. Uh, <laughs> what can I, what, Sorry, what, what can I say? It was, <laughs> it was a, a special book. Um, so this, like when I got with Rom and Transformers, uh, that just gave me the chance to be like, Hey, let's do a ton of crazy stuff. And like John and Christos were up for it. So that was amazing. And like with Unicron right now, like John, you give me a little bit more detailed script. You give me the dialogue. So now I know where I should be placing people and to give them where I should give panels a little bit more room so it, it's all real fun, real fun. and it, heck, you you give me space battles. How how can I not love that? <laughs> so is it is it safe to say that that really John focuses on the dialogue and Alex, you you just focus on making sure everything looks perfect. You, I mean, you you've got it almost sounds like Alex, you've got creative control of the look, and 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 John is is putting his attention where it should be, which is just on the back and forth between the characters. I guess you could say that. Um, I also like, I'll read over the script very carefully and I'll be thinking about how John's written it, how the dialogue's coming out. And I have to add that kind of personality to it. If, if I think a character is giving this line, giving this line some sass, I have to show that off in the art. Gotcha. So very cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you're so good at acting with the characters too. I mean, that's kind of another thing I did. I, you know, I really like, I mean, I'm really lucky to get to work, uh, you know, on Transformers with, with, I mean, you and Andrew and Kay on, on Optimus Prime and then uh, Sarah PD on, on Optimus Prime on some of the issues. And like all of you are really good at 
understanding the characters and understanding how they emote, you know? So I don't need to, you know, like I feel like, like if I, even if I was, I don't know, you're just really good at making that come through. So that's, that's uh, really cool. You're good. You're all good. I try. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, when you got like fun characters to play with, it's pretty easy. Like with Wheeljack in the free comic book day issue. Uh, uh, poor Wheeljack. Yeah. Speaking of Wheeljack. So, so you, you get to w- kill Wheeljack a second time. <laughs> so, I know. I killed him twice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it, was this was this just a nod for for those for us uh, R.I.D. readers who remember the first time? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it, yeah, like the, I, 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 I guess I, I no, but it was. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know, we're coming in in the end, and and stakes are high, and. Um, uh, you know, he's one of my favorite characters. I mean, the first time, you know, th- th- that's definitely a situation kind of like, you know, Bumblebee where he kind of knew where he was going, you know, or, or, um, you know, a certain other character that, 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 that showed up, uh, in Optimus Prime, uh, <laughs> recently, um, you know, like, like, like I, I, I knew the fake out in the death and, and, you know, now there's, there's not a lot of time for fake outs. So it certainly isn't one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I wanted, I wanted somebody, I mean, it was I, I, like, I don't like deaths for the sake of deaths, but it was just kind of like, well, I mean, that, that gives him a good, I mean, I think a really heroic moment. Um, and, and, um, a little bit like a kind of an understated heroic moment in a way, you know, that, um, I don't know. It's, it's still tragic. It's still sad. Uh, I think it was sad for me anyway. I don't know. Sort of like with, with, with sideswipe, you know, in the issue, like I, I don't, you know, it's, it, uh, I feel like sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, you hate those characters. It's like, no, I mean, those are the ones I love. That's why it, that's why it hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Wheeljack, we'll, we'll you gave him the Spock death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, John, you, you're known as, and I mentioned it in the intro, like you're, you're kind of the continuity fixer. I mean, we... You've uh, since since you've since you were were editing the book for you know for about four years you and writing on uh, on robots in disguise you you've tied in a bunch of kind of I would say a lot of plot points that were used by other kind of dropped by other authors for various reasons but you you managed to kind of tie them all together and uh, can we expect more connections to the early days of the IDW Transformers comics in these last uh, these last six issues. Um, yeah, I mean, there'll be a little bit, I mean, you know, a lot of that's just the sort of stuff that I'd read and it would kind of, you know, inspire me or make me think there's, oh, there's maybe an interesting story that you could tell. Um, like, I I don't know if they'll, I mean, uh, there's stuff that very directly calls back, you know, to at least to RID number one. Um, uh, you hopefully don't need to know that if you're just coming in on, 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 on Unicron, you can still kind of enjoy this as a big, you know, a big giant story, the way you could kind of come in with crisis on infinite earths or something mm-hmm. in the mid eighties and, and still enjoy that as a story, even if you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, read the DC universe before then. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's, there's some stuff's definitely going to come up. I, I, I kind of think, um, more of it's probably going to be from the stuff that I'd it's the stuff that had already played a big role in um, RID Transformers and Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. um, just because that's the stuff that's been that's really still in the air. 
Um, but like I was saying, you know, about, like with like regards to RC, you know, some of it, uh, you know, do, you do kind of have to think back and, and think, well, this is going to be well, like one of the cool things about this is that you're going to be able to actually get all of these stories. You could sit them on your bookshelf. You know, they'll probably all be in those cool oversized hardcovers and you could sit down and, and read the first one and go all the way to the last one and get a get a whole story. Um, you know, so I, 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 there's maybe some things I'm, I'm trying to think of that would make that a more, you know, coherent reading experience or more, you know, you wouldn't be left with some, something hopefully making you super angry, um, you know, just because of it's being left out or something or, or forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality of the situation is there's only so many pages and, um, you know, it's definitely the stuff that's been at the foreground of, of the storytelling for the last few years. It's going to be the, the stuff that gets the most screen time, the most page time. Yeah. And I mean, and speaking of, speaking of, uh, I guess, RID plot points, I mean, particular uh, Dark Cybertron. I mean, did you did you always have a I mean, I know it's 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 an interesting coincidence. There's 13 ores, 13 colony worlds, 13 primes. Did you always have in the back of your head that you were going to kind of have all those things intersect and uh, and kind of feed off of each other? Yeah, as they kind of added together. I mean, it wasn't like all at once, you know, I mean, like that, like or, or 13, obviously, you know, it's the thing that Simon came up with, and I saw that, and I was like, "Well, thirteen, there's, mm-hmm. there's thirteen primes, <laughs> um, you know, like, like, like that's interesting, and and maybe there's thirteen, maybe maybe it isn't just a kind of random number, but maybe there's thirteen ores that are important, um, you know. So I, I don't mean to make this sound like, um, you know, we sat down in uh, 2007 and figured out exactly how page 17 of Unicron number five would happen in 2018. But, um, you know, like it kind of, as the, as the pieces kept adding to it, um, you know, we're like, Oh, okay. If we're going to do these, you know, there's 13 colonies too. Well, that, that all, that all seems to fit together. And there's very probably, uh, there was every chance that something would happen somewhere and make that not work. You know, (laughs) like, like it's, uh, that might've been going on in my head, but that wasn't necessarily the way reality was going to come together. Uh, but it kind of did. So yeah, the pieces kind of all, all added, added up to each other. It's somewhere in between a grand plan and just kind of, uh, Luck. improvising the whole way, but, but it all fitting together anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of one of the tricks, I guess, you know, I mean, like, like this is something that I think about a lot and I, 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 I don't mean to just ramble, but like, um, when, uh, when, when, when lost came out and, and, um, you know, and Battlestar Galactica was going on at the same time, and and both of them were saying, "Okay, we've got a we, we've got a plan, and we know where we're going." Uh, and both of them, by the time they got to it, like clearly didn't. Um, but you had all these other shows that would come out, and they'd be like, "Okay, we really do have a plan," and they've got like a six season plan that's super tight and gets you exactly where you're going to go in, in, in season six, except they get canceled. Uh, you know, four episodes in you know, or, or whatever. And, and it's the, that balance between the two where, where, um, you know, lost in metal star are shows I like admire tremendously. Um, and part of that is, is they, they were always compelling week to week, um, with some exceptions, you know what I mean? Like, like, like there's a season of loss that everybody's like, Oh no, that season didn't work. You know, they, that was when they clearly didn't know where they were going. Um, but, uh, like, like that idea of, of being able to, to keep the, the storytelling going week to week is, is, you know, really admirable. Um, and then I, I, you know, I think you had a, like a, 
but 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 there's there's like a uh, I don't know like a um, uh, a warning in there too of like lost making uh, lost encouraging people to ask questions that the show itself was probably never interested in at all you know mm. like like uh, you know what uh, like what you know what were those numbers what did they mean you know well the fact is there were references to the Illuminatus trilogy and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I mean, you can go through the numbers and figure out what they're referring to, but it's got nothing to do with the plot of Lost. It's just the numbers that, you know, that geeks like us like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, so, but, but, but there's no way to not have that be like right on your head when you're watching the show. Like, when are we going to get the answers to what all this stuff means? Um, so, I don't, you know, so like, it, 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 and same thing with Battlestar, you know, you, you kind of got to the end. What, what was Starbuck all about? Well, it was mystery. You know, like, oh, come on. You know, I, I invested too much time in worrying about that to just to not have an answer, right? Um, but, you know, at the same time, that got to the end of the, sh- of the series where, you know, V or the 4400 or whatever never did. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing I worry about a lot. It's the thing I think about a lot is, is how these, uh, uh, how much of it is a master plan versus how much of it is keeping things interesting, um, issue to issue, story to story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, God, really hoping uh, not to screw up the ending because uh, we're working really hard on it. And uh, there's a lot of things we planned for a really long time. Yeah, you know, there, I mean, there's scenes that I've had in my head since, I mean, I don't know, years now uh, that hopefully will play out okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's the honest answer. I don't know. That's the uh, <laughs> that's that's the real the real John's head. <laughs> We've seen, I mean, so uh, Star Drive was a was a really breakout character from Rom versus Transformers. We have seen her come back into the series in Optimus Prime. So, uh, in particular, I, I would hope that that Alex maybe gets a chance to draw Star Drive one last time in this series. Any any chance of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Yeah, of of of, of course. I mean, that, that was. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the interview, that she was one of the characters that was in um, the first draft of the script, uh, and it was uh, like obviously made a lot of sense because she's transformer. She's a uh, Cybertronian and and Delonian. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sort of narratively didn't make sense to get her there yet. Um, so we'll, we'll. I think. I think probably. I think the next time we see her will be in Optimus Prime, but she will. Uh, have, have, uh, let me. You're not the only person on this call who's who's, who's asked <laughs> that a lot and is pretty excited about it. Um, uh, uh, and I, I definitely, you know, yes, absolutely, awesome, awesome. Yes, I think Alex would. I mean, you'd kill me, right, if she didn't. I think you've gotten sick of my emails about <laughs> Star, when Star Drive coming back. I want to draw Star Drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that was. I mean, that was that character was so much. I mean, that was all. The, yeah, that was all Alex. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That was such a great, uh, you know, the the designs, the the you know, the name, and, and I mean, she's a uh, you know character I really you know love, and 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 uh, you know, as we've sort of seen some some stuffs happened in the last couple hundred years with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she's fallen in with a rough crowd, huh? But uh, um, yeah, we'll see her. Will her kind of subplot from the end of Rom versus Transformers be resolved? Is there time to resolve it? Um, it, it'll play a role. I, I, like, you know, I was, I, I, I was talking to somebody this weekend, um, and, uh, uh, I, I, you were talking about like, like something resolving, uh, and I was like, um, you know, I guess the real question is, does anything ever resolve? Uh, 
Like, are human beings capable of resolving anything? Uh, and then I was like, whoa, that's, that might be too big of a question to ask you. Cause that might be the essential question about human existence. Um, so does it resolve? I don't know. Does anything like, do we resolve ourselves? Do we do, 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 do people change? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I thought we were just talking about transformers, not discussing like ex- existential, <laughs> existential <Yeah>. philosophy. <laughs> it's one and the same. Don't battle star this ending. <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 the whole of my run on all the Transformers books has been about this idea of can you break the cycle? You know, can, is, is Cybertron, you, you're, you're a hero until you live too long and then you become the villain, you know? Um, like that's, that's been there, you know, like the, that's what happened with, you know, Nova and that's, you, you seems to be what happened with the, the, the 13 primes before then. Um, and is that happening with Optimus? And, and, and is that, did that happen with, you know, like, I don't know. It, 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 is that breakable? So I don't know. It, it, it's tough for, I mean, I spent, I've spent a lot of years and a lot of time on these guys and it's hard for it not to be big existential questions for me at this point. <laughs> uh, um, so it, 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 it it, 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 yes, it'll play a role, and and um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know is the answer to the other question. <laughs> <laughs> well, bringing things a little bit down to earth, um, <laughs> uh, Action Man is is he going to play a role in the final series, or uh, uh, you know, is uh, will will we get a one one last ride with Action Man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I think the idea is there's going to be some uh, extra uh, short stories in 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 Unicron, um, and and I I, I think we'll uh, we'll at least get to check in with him uh, either in the main story and or in a in a in a short in a, a short backup story. Oh, cool! So, uh, yeah, awesome. pretty much. I like them. I like the main guy. story. Then I get to draw it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. have, have him swoop in and save the day <laughs> that's it that's it that's the uh, that, oh man did, what, did, did they send you the script for issue six uh, oh no <laughs> yeah you did you did okay optimus i got this one uh, and, and uh, he just uh he just goes after a do the a bob, bob newhart <laughs> ending and he wakes up and the entire transformer has reverse thing was all in his dreams <laughs> <laughs> so um so chris Ryall has has left idw but i was curious did you tell chris that you destroyed the soul star order that's why he left because <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he's 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 definitely a, a you know a big rom fan there so I, i'm sure yeah, he's happy yeah. that, that that rom's featured in unicron but maybe not so happy that his planet has has been destroyed. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like Chris is still there for for this issue. I mean, he was uh, like in all seriousness, he was he was actually he and David Hedgecock uh, also you know played a big role in kind of um, working through what the Unicron story was going to be. Uh, so yeah, I, I got Chris's notes on the first issue. Come on, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, he he, he, he was he, he, he was uh, he was he was sad to see Alonia go. Uh, yeah. I think. Alonia got more screen time in Transformers ROM or ROM Transformers than it ever did in ROM, but uh, you know, nevertheless. 
Well, they they did have that annual that was all set on on Elonia. That I know. That's true. You're right. You're right. (laughs) So uh, I I know, John, you you collaborated with uh, with Tom Scioli on on that uh, Transformers versus G.I. Joe number zero free comic book day. Uh, I was curious if uh, if Alex, this was the first free comic book day comic that you've gotten to do. It is. Cool. Cool. So this is yeah, this is uh, I, I think. This is probably the, a Transformers comic that is going to get much wider circulation than uh, than normal since uh, since everyone's going to be picking up picking it up, and I think that's pretty cool. Hopefully, everybody's going to be picking it up. Hopefully, it'll be the one that one of the first books that disappears off the free free rack. <laughs> so, Alex, so uh, what was it like working with uh, with Sebastian Chang uh, on and his colors on, on the book? I mean, I know. Uh, you you and Josh Perez have been longtime collaborators, so uh, I was just curious what the um, how it was with a with a different colorist on this one. Oh, it's been great. Um, there, there's definitely a a learning curve for both of us. Um, I have to um, go over his work a little bit more because he's not used to working with my lines, so he doesn't. Um, I'm very I pack in the detail, so there'll be times where I'll be like. <laughs> That should, I that should be that. That should be that. Like just little background elements. I'm um, just like, well, can we change that? But he's been great. Um, I feel bad anytime I would have to give him an edit. So I'm just like, uh, I feel like I'm giving too much here. But he he's been a good sport, and uh, he was one of the people that I wanted to work with ever since I saw his work on um, Revolutions. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to get the opportunity to work with him. So thankfully uh, the bosses were like, okay, sure. We'll, we'll pair you two up. (laughs) Yeah. And and the results are fantastic. The, the art really pops. The colors really pop too. So it's really cool. All right. uh, I think we're, we're coming to the end here and uh, I have to ask this question. I I know you guys probably can't answer, but are are you privy to or involved with what's next for IDW Transformers comics? Um, it's a yes or no. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, sort of. It, it, there's um, so like I'm working on the uh, Bumblebee limited series with with Andrew Griffith and Priscilla Tramontano, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like stuff like that will continue where that's set in the uh you know in the, in the it's a, a a prequel i mean it's by about 20 years a prequel to the um uh to the upcoming bumblebee movie um so I, like i might be aware of something along those lines uh that that perhaps i might be involved in um <laughs> okay <laughs> uh you know that, that, that's not you, you know what i mean like I, when, when people ask that like i've been really i feel like i've been like cagey online answering stuff because uh, like I, I don't want to be like unclear um assuming there's like a big reboot book i don't know like i don't know what it is i don't know who's what, what you know the, the exact plans i know a little bit just because you know of coordinating times and schedules and stuff mm-hmm. um i mean for, for this book but like I, I i don't know if there's any sort of you know firm date on when there'll be i don't know if there's going to be some downtime there'll be i think we they, we answered this or uh, david marriott said at WonderCon there'll be transformers books like every month you know what i mean like but, but they won't necessarily be it won't necessarily be the end of this like unicron six and then straight into 
a new Transformers universe unique to the comics. There right. might be some stuff that's involved in, in you know, other you know, um, iterations of Transformers. Uh, so like the, the answer to the question that's probably at the heart of that question is, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, but there'll, there'll be other stuff too. I actually don't know the answer for Alex. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, well, I, I hope that, I hope that changes at some point in the future because both of you have, uh, have contributed a lot to Transformers comics and, and we'd like to see you come back uh, in some form, you know, on, on future stories or future comics. Yeah. I mean, I love transformers. It's been a little, you know, they've been, um, it's been very nice to work on the transformers for as long as I have. And it very, you know, it's been an honor and it's been great to get to meet so many people that um, these comics have meant so much to, um, you know, they mean a lot to me too, obviously, um, or hope, obviously they, they do, if it's not obvious. Um, but uh, it's been, been great to meet so many, so many people and see how it's affected people. Yeah. So uh, thank you to Alex Milne and John Barber for, uh, for joining us and, and talking to us about Unicron and definitely look for uni- or pick up Unicron number zero for, at free comic book day and look for Unicron number one in July, I believe that's coming. So, uh, and it'll be a six issue series uh, that will put an end to the Transformers universe. Uh, thank you guys for joining us and uh, good luck with all your future projects. And, and we'll definitely be be keeping an eye out for all the things you guys are doing. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. So we're going to review Transformers Unicron number zero. This is right after we did our interview with uh, the creators, John Barber and Alex Milne. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview. And now we're going to talk about the comic. So this issue kicks off the final series and universe ending IDW story of the current Transformers universe. Uh, This issue is titled Our Darkest. Our Darkest what? They don't tell us. You know what it is. Written by John Barber. Art by Alex Milne. Colors by Sebastian Chang. Letters by Tom B. Long. Edited by David Marriott and publisher Greg Goldstein. Uh, This was the free comic book day issue kicking off Unicron. So there is only one cover by Sarah Peter Duroche, which shows uh, Unicron coming in. And then we have Optimus Prime, Windblade, and Bumblebee all looking up, uh, contemplating as Unicron comes to destroy everything. All right, so let's get into the story. For the planet Elonia... Home of Rom, the Space Knight, and the Soul Star Order, it's the end of the world. A ginormous, weird-looking planet has shown up out of nowhere, its gaping maw sucking up the surface of the planet. But never fear, the Autobots are here! Optimus Prime, with RC, Pyromagna, Wheeljack, Soundwave, Rom, and Bumblebee? Observe the carnage from their arc in orbit. Optimus Prime feels a pang of guilt as he reflects that this monster planet was seemingly summoned by a signal sent from Cybertron. Now, yet another world is threatened because of the actions of Cybertronians. They don't have any idea how to stop the anomaly coming to consume Rom's homeworld, but Wheeljack does have a plan to save the populace. He can set up a network of space bridges to evacuate all Elonians off the planet and back to Cybertron. After all, Elonia isn't a place, it's a people. 
But Rom isn't ready to admit defeat quite yet. The Soul Star Knights are ready to defend their planet themselves. Against Optimus Prime's protest and warning, Rom leads a force of knights to confront the attacking planet directly. It doesn't go well. Nearly all the Soul Star Knights are obliterated by energy blasts from the monster planet's maw. Only Rom and his fellow knight Livia survive. Watching in horror, Bumblebee can only ask, What are we going to do now? To make matters worse, scans of the surface of the anomaly planet find dead Cybertronian bodies, and unfortunately, one body looks very familiar. It's Cliffjumper, whose team vanished along with the Cybertronian colony world, Velocitron. Now they know that world's terrible fate. There's no option left but to proceed with the planet-wide evacuation. Teams of Autobots transport to the surface to set up space bridge anchor points and gather the citizens to get ready for transport. Wheeljack has everything calibrated and ready to go. He flips the switch, and nothing happens. Something is blocking the space bridge signal, preventing off-world transport. But local orbital bounces still work. Prime and RC teleport to the surface of Alonia to try and figure out what's wrong. As luck would have it, they teleport to the location where Rom crashed after his disastrous attack on the monster planet, which also happens to be the location of the Thrail mineral mine and source of the Soul Star Knight's crystalline armor. And there, Optimus Prime discovers the truth. The source of the Space Knight's armor is not a magical metal or a gift from the gods. It's the body of a Cybertronian Titan, one that crashed and was buried on Elonia millennia ago. Surprisingly, the Titan's body is also mixed with one of Shockwave's Regenesis ores, Iteration 12. The Titan is still alive but in a confused state, which is why it's blocking the Space Bridge's signal. Prime, RC, and Rom reach the brain module of the Titan, and Prime is able to make contact with its consciousness. But without a city speaker like Windblade, they have no hope of getting the Titan to shut down its space bridge counter signal. With time running out, RC exercises their only option. She draws her energy blades and plunges them into the Titan's brain module, killing it and shutting down its interference signal. The Titan's death scream means life for the people of Elonia. Wheeljack manages to activate the space bridge at the last moment before the planet is consumed. But there is a price. Only two-thirds of the Elonian population are evacuated to safety. And in order to stabilize the signal, Wheeljack had to stay behind. On the arc, Prime, Rom, the Autobots, and Soundwave watch helplessly as the monster planet consumes Elonia until nothing is left. But when it's over, the Destroyer of Worlds is gone. But Prime knows the threat is far from over. Rom can barely process the loss of his homeworld and a third of its people, and Soundwave declares they must do better next time. Rom asks what we're all thinking. Next time? Optimus Prime contacts Windblade on Cybertron, and she explains. They've been tracking this anomaly since the destruction of a planet called LV-117. LV-117 was another planet seeded with one of Shockwave's Regenesis ores, or one, that caused the planet to become unstuck in time. Optimus Prime witnessed the planet's destruction years ago, but it was only actually attacked last week. This was after Cybertron had sent a signal into space with the message, Welcome Death, after the planet's core was attacked by humans in the First Strike series. And now they've detected a second transmission with a single word, something they've never heard before, Unicron. This thing has already consumed Prion, Gorlam Prime, and Velocitron. Worlds with Cybertronian colonies or where a Titan had crash-landed. But worlds also seeded with their Genesis ore. It appears 
that this thing, Unicron, is targeting all of the Cybertronian colony worlds, consuming them one by one. Which means Unicron is coming for Earth as well. As Prime and the Autobots contemplate what they can possibly do next, we see where Unicron has gone. Far away, Eucharis, the Cybertronian Beastbot colony world, is under attack. As Unicron consumes another unlucky world, it declares to a despairing universe, I hunger. To be continued in Unicron number one. So that is the way to kick off a Unicron series. I uh, I really thought this, I mean, first of all, Alex Milne on art, I think it's incredible. It's a... Uh, it it feels almost like we're co- we're uh, we're returning to the Rom versus Transformers miniseries. It feels like a spiritual successor to that. We've got the same creative team, mostly uh, with a different colorist. Uh, but you know the the what he renders here, the scale of all all the all the things that are going on in this book, the scale of Unicron, the scale of the populace of Elonia evacuating. All you know, I just think it, it's really well done and. I think it's a really good setup. I mean, if you're if you're talking about setting up for a, a Unicron series, this is the way to do it. This is a I think this is a, a really good build up. We we have a credible threat here with Unicron already destroying several worlds in uh, in one fell swoop. Uh, I I just really enjoyed it. I thought this was a this was the right the right way to kick things off, and I hope the rest of the series lives up to this uh, this opening. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, Yoshi, what did you think? For me, uh, we all know I'm the least invested here. Uh, for me, the art is the saving grace. It's, uh, it's gorgeous. Um, it, I felt, I, I, you know, part of me hurt when the whole, uh, what was it, Wheeljack and Bumblebee are, are trying to get everybody off the planet. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of the book or the most entertaining part for me. Really feels like... Uh, like Optimus Prime is neutered and uh, he's been this way for a while. If I feel like, and in that respects, I welcome the death of these series so that we can reboot and, and get something a little more familiar to me. Um, I, I, I can't help but think, you know, we've, we've seen a couple of more images of Unicron online. Like, uh, is that even a figure that can be tackled? I mean, there are so many, there are so many points going every which way. Uh, I go with no, but uh, I'm here. I'm in for the ride. Let's find out what happens next. All right. Uh, Daryl, bring us up. I really, really liked this book a lot. It was exciting right from the word go. I mean, the first panel, you know, you have you have uh well first page the first panel is not really that exciting <laughs> but the, the first the first pan- it's a sunrise i mean it's it's nice but <laughs> um the first the first page uh a world gets destroyed uh it's you know or is getting destroyed it's it's very exciting um it's emotional because you've got the alien child with the pig dog it's thing it's a homage to the um, asics movie it's Right, exactly. And it's just Alex's art is detail on top of detail. So that that second page where the majority of it is just the the world getting sucked up into Unicron is just 
beautiful. You know, the, you can, he put, you know, individual leaves on trees and stuff like that, that are being destroyed. Um, you know, people and creatures and, you know, just stuff just getting sucked up. It's just incredible detail. I love it. Um, this is the kind of, of stuff that Alex excels at. And, and I love to see him being able to play in it. Um, the part that Yoshi touched on about, uh, Bumblebee and Wheeljack having a, a moment uh, where Wheeljack doesn't quite uh, allow him access or sorry, doesn't quite tell him that he's uh, you know about to sacrifice himself, obviously keeping it to himself so he can try and stop him. Bumblebee doesn't try and stop him was a beautiful moment in that chaotic scene. And then obviously you get Bumblebee running through the crowd looking for Wheeljack. It, it was it was quite touching. And you're going to see stuff like this. I'm wondering because the end of this universe is coming so quickly that character deaths, whether they happen off screen or not, we just have to assume that they're legit this time around. Whether it's no, we don't see a body or not, it's it's assuming, yeah, okay, Wheeljack is dead because the end is here, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I can't imagine we've had this be done before, but this is probably the first time that we're going into a series, a mini series where we know the end. Well, we assume we know the end. Right. That's true. I mean, you have uh, in 86 with Crisis and Infinite Earths, you knew that it was going to be the cause of a reboot. You didn't know exactly how. So, I mean, they could do something like that here where the end of this is basically the Big Bang for whatever comes next. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't, we don't know if, I mean, they're ending the series, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean Unicron wins and eats everybody. I mean, well, as to what Yoshi said, I honestly, I mean, I don't see how he, he gets beat. Yeah. But that would, that's a super downer ending. I think they they would like to, (laughs) they, they would like to end on at least a, you know, the the story is supposed to be about you know i mean you you would like to end on like triumph despite adversity not just <laughs> here's this the, the destruction of all things <laughs> sit back and let That's it happen <laughs> <laughs> unicron's about to destroy everything suddenly megatron comes back from the functionist universe with a huge army that actually takes him out with a with a functionist meg, uh, Unicron, that's actually good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just end by saying that this book hooked me for something that's being given away for free on Free Comic Book Day. I very rarely invest a lot of of time or energy in in reading them. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of Free Comic Book Day books that I have never read. Um, because I just pick them up because they look fun and I never get around to reading them. This book has me invested in it from the start. Obviously, I'm biased on the Transformers fact, but because this book leads into Unicron number one and doesn't reprint part of Unicron number one, I am already invested. And I love it when they do that. Free comic book day books often just reprint a bit of an issue or something that's, you know, been happening or something that happened, you know, years ago because it's, you know, it's easy to do. 
but this is a book that's been produced specifically for it. And that is going to be included as part of the story. And that is amazing. I love it. You very rarely see it. And it's important because it's part of a humongous story that's bringing an end to continuity. And, and I, I think it's just, I think it's fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to, to where this story goes. Oh, and uh, the, when you said uh, you, you saw uh, Cliff Jumper's uh, dead body there on the surface of Unicron, he was also lying next to the dead body of Energon Hotshot. Yeah, or Armada. Uh, or either or. They're the same and thing, basically. You, you've also but, got yeah. to override the leader of Velocitron there, too. Oh, yeah? The little orange and red head there. I couldn't tell who that was, really, so I didn't really know. But I love how, you know, you see those little... Easter eggs kind of thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest, you know, Alex's art throws a lot of Easter eggs in, in this kind of stuff. So I'm sure we've well, missed he a loves the, bunch. the Armada era of, of series. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm just looking at like when we, you just, since you mentioned that I'm looking at the panel right after that, that one where you see the soul star Knights attacking, there's like a, a little orange cube. That's one of the soul star Knights <laughs> flying with the other Knights. It's, so it makes me think of like the Green Lantern Corps, where you've got just random aliens from all different species as part of the Soul Star Knights. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I hadn't noticed that. I just thought it was like a, a weapon or something. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, what did you think? This was fantastic. We had heard kind of going on what Daryl was just saying about like with the received part of Velocitron. We had heard in interviews prior to this how when Unicron consumes a planet, you will see parts of that planet like on his surface. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. And just, you know, it's not just the landscape. You actually see like the dead bodies. And in one scene, you see like a bot that's impaled on the spike. Horrific, but we're not getting the 86 movie Unicron. And I also like how long it took. I mean, the classic thing of Unicron is it takes minutes for him to consume the planet here. It looks like they had a little bit of time to get in there and do some stuff before they ultimately had to evacuate on the, the bigger picture stuff. I love the continuity, like tying in the regenesis ores from shockwave and um, like all, all the various planets that we'd seen in like the RID series and the LV one, one seven, I believe that was it. And then even the, the Titans, how, you know, revealing that this planet that the, the soul star order was formed on is actually an unknown uh, colony world for Cybertron. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like how John is tying this all together in a nice package before he destroys it all. <laughs> so is it the, the the titans or is it the ores that is bringing unicron to these planets we don't know yeah we don't know but it's kind of convenient that the ores were seeded on worlds that had titans yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean it's all connected 13 ores and 13 titan colonies right is that a coincidence 13 primes Uh uh-huh yeah yep well each prime had a titan it's, and had a colony. Yeah. 
And this it's all connected. And this firmly, you know, kind of sets their sights on Earth. And I like how all of this is coming to a head. And if you hadn't read any of the previous stuff, you could come in here and you get an enjoyable comic. But if you have been reading for a large portion of the IDW Transformers continuity, you're getting a lot more out of this. And I love that. I mean, the art is fantastic, as y'all, you guys have said. I love how you get like the perspective of scale on all this. Like on one page, uh, this is like 15 in our review copy, but you have at the top, you see Unicron devouring the planet. And at the bottom, you see like Bumblebee running through the crowd. It's just like two different things where you're, you're seeing the sense of scale. And, you know, I just, I love how Alex is able to do that. So I, I am so on board with reading this. And if you know, you're going to end it and you've been holding off on Unicron, this is the way to bring them in. All right. Well, that is Transformers Unicron number zero. And this is kicking off the beginning of the end. So I thought it's a, so now that we we've had the interview, we've done the comic review. So let's end with a little bit of speculation as to what comes next for Transformers. All right, so we got to talk to John and Alex. We did a review of Unicron number zero. And now let's have a, a short discussion about what comes next for IDW Transformers comics. So uh, we do know that IDW is pu- is putting out some tie-in comics uh, for the Bumblebee movie. You know, there's a prequel comic coming. There's also a a Bumblebee-focused one-shot that they're producing that doesn't seem to be tied directly to any continuity at the moment. But other than that, things are kind of up in the air. So what do we think is going to happen with the... Or or let's say, what what would we like to happen with the next IDW comic? So, uh, Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. What what would you like to see for for future IDW comics? I think that the, the Hasbro shared universe thing kind of was the beginning of the end for the current continuity. But I don't think it was all in all a bad idea to have. I just think the way that they had to kind of shoehorn things in to make it fit was bad. What I would like to see is just from the ground up, even if you're starting Transformers pre-war Cybertron, do it with a plan like where you have a G.I. Joe book going on, a, a ROM book going on, whatever. Just do have a plan for the shared universe from the beginning, start the transformers wherever you're going to start them. And you know, if you tell a story in modern time, it's set in this universe rather than just, you know, on the back end deciding you're going to get all these properties and shove them together. And what, whatever they do, I would just like them to have a clear, a clear definition of what their universe entails and like a rough timeline of at, you know, this point in history, this, these types of events happened. And so when they're telling the stories, they, they know, okay, we're, we're fitting in here. We have these pieces to play with. And I mean, it's kind of like how star Wars is their story group. You know, they, they have a rough outline of a lot of the stories that haven't been told. Just they're like, at this point in history, this happened. And I, I would just like to see that. All right. I don't really care, you know, retail G1 in modern day, tell the war, you know, I'm interested in good stories regardless of when they are. 
I just want to have knowledge that there's there's a plan. Mm-hmm. Daryl, what would you like to see? Well, my goal has always been to have the 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 characters basically fight more. the The books recently have been a lot more story driven, and everyone the war is over, and it's been at peace and there's just been kind of political conflicts that have been driving the stories. And for me, uh, it's been a lot more boring than it has been fun to read. So I'd like them to get back to fighting a war and to be blowing stuff up and um, killing each other again. That kind of stuff really makes the book fun for me. The other part of it is I'm an art first story second guy the transformers books need to look really good for me to enjoy them the story you know might be well written it might be better than best but if i can't stand flipping the page to the, to see what comes next because the art just does not work for me i i won't want to buy that book and Transformers and th- through IDW have had some fantastic artists. One of the, some of the best stable of artists in a long time. And I, I really hope that, uh, that that continues. So all I really want is more fighting. Fair enough. And Yoshi, uh, what would you like to see? Well, I want to agree with uh, Jeremy. A proper reboot, if it's going to be a Hasbro universe thing, executed properly, thought out properly, uh, would be very, very fun. I, being me, I want to see a G1 story. Guaranteed you get my money without any hesitation. The book is called Transformers, so uh, please don't be afraid to show Transformers transforming. That's something that's been sorely lacking. And I agree with Daryl. You know, there needs to be fighting. To me, politics is boring. It's, it's, it's not entertaining. That's not what I'm reading Transformers books for. So uh, G1 book, uh, a proper, clean, thought out Hasbro reboot. And uh, it's called Transformers. Let them transform. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I agree with what, what all you guys have, uh, have put on the table. I mean, for me, I think I would, I would really like to see uh, a, a back to basics approach where we, we really focus on a, a core group of characters and, and conflict there, but but still have the sense that it's it's part of a a larger world or a larger conflict. I, I would like to I think there's I mean, I, I think we, we have gotten away from Transformers as a war story. And maybe if we went back to that, but had like a, a smaller story, but have the backdrop of a, of a large galactic war uh that uh, the the characters have been living with for for eons uh, i think that that's a lot of uh open field and open potential yeah it's been a while since we've gotten a good kind of epic sense of the war yeah so i i would i would welcome that i i would also i mean i guess for uh it it's it's difficult to kind of sell transformers if you don't put the the major iconic characters in there but i would uh, you know i would like to to focus on building up some new characters in in the stories and and maybe maybe compromise have maybe a couple of prominent characters but then introduce some new ones i think i think transformers survives by 
continually getting new new characters and new situations and new ideas. So so give me some give me some new characters or or, or characters that have that have not had a prominent role come to the forefront. I think that would be cool. Now that we're all talking, I'm remembering some of my complaints throughout the years. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, the monster of the week storyline. Like, I wanna, I don't want to have to buy six issues to to read a story. I mean, put a mm-hmm. story in an issue. You know, you're 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 gonna you're gonna keep personally me interested. I think that also alleviates trying to come up with a jumping on point for someone at issue fifty. Um, one and done each issue. Uh, and it seems like that's more the exception than the rule that, you know, in the general in comics. Right. And then I know for me personally, if, if you just want me to blindly open my wallet, it's a G one story, but there are so many other incarnations of transformers throughout the year that, uh, the kids that grew up on them are now old enough for disposable income. It, it, it shouldn't, that, that theory shouldn't be limited to G1. There, you can do Beast Wars. You can, you can do animated. You can do any number of incarnations of, of Transformers that uh, I think now are, are getting ready to be prime for, for people to buy. All right. Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we really thrive on and appreciate on the Transmissions podcast is getting feedback from listeners. So, uh, I think this is a good time to ask if you are a new listener, maybe send us some feedback about what your thoughts are on the future of IDW Transformers comics. If you are uh, reading them and interested in them and interested to see what comes next, uh, or maybe this is your first IDW Transformers comic and you're curious as to uh, as to whether you should get into the comics and uh, and maybe you're thinking about jumping on later in the year when they uh, when if if and when they do get rebooted um so leave us some feedback there's lots of ways to get in touch with us we're on all the social medias uh twitter facebook instagram uh you can go to our website transmissionspodcast.com slash feedback you can send us emails uh or you can leave us voicemails even if uh, if you want to uh you know talk to us directly and we usually play the voicemails on the show and we respond to them. So that's always nice. Uh, so there's lots of ways to get in touch with us. If you do like what you hear, if you like transmissions, we do have a Patreon to support the show. So, you know, that's for anyone who's interested. You can uh, uh, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support and you can donate to the show either through Patreon or PayPal and become a donation. There's lots of, perks uh extra podcasts that we produce that are exclusive to those members so uh there's lots of good stuff uh you know if you're interested so thanks everyone for listening to the show Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh you know we hope you'll come back and hear us again sometime bye-bye happy free comic book day (laughs) bye later Thanks for listening to Transmissions. Remember, you can help support the show by donating to us directly via Patreon or PayPal. Once you become a donor, you will receive access to donor-only goodies, like donor-only contests, listening to us record Transmissions live, and getting Transmissions swag at 20% off. You can find links for this at transmissionspodcast.com support. 
Subscribing to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play is also a great way to support us here at Transmissions. Every subscription we get helps us get better noticed on those services. Leaving us a comment and five-star review doesn't hurt either. Be sure to come chat with us on Discord. You will find a link for Discord at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always send us an email at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week.